From the studios of Advancing Vibrant Communities in Modesto, California, this is Lighthouse Live Radio on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. Welcome to Lighthouse Live, the radio voice of advancing vibrant communities. Our mission is to motivate believers to move out from the four walls of the church to personally serve the needs of their neighborhoods. Get ready for a no-holds-barred, honest look at the Christian lifestyle the way Christ commanded it to be. All that and more coming right up here on Lighthouse Live. And good evening to you wherever you may be around the world. Pastor Mike Douglas with you here on Lighthouse Live on the Lighthouse Live International Podcasting Network. And, of course, with us, our producer and co-host, Elaine Harlan, and our prayer intercessor, the inimitable Mr. Owl, Al Ramsey, back with us. And, uh, you know, Elaine, there there are some programs where we ask people, you know, to fasten their seatbelts, mm-hmm. you know, because we're going to floor it. <laughs> Tonight is one of those programs where we say, unfasten your seatbelt, because we're going to take flight, because the doctor is in. <laughs> uh, Already taken flight. That's yes. Dr. Jim Hinman uh, with us tonight, yes. and uh, we, we just can't... It is always just a wonderful experience to see where the Holy Spirit is going to lead. As we never know in advance. We never know in advance, and that's just a, a wonderful thing. Uh, we, Beautiful we, thing. We think we're going to kind of jump off in the direction of fundamental principles for healthy change, and we'll mm-hmm. see what mm-hmm. what God does with that. Just a reminder, friends, as we uh, begin tonight's broadcast, very much appreciate your support. You can find out new ways to serve and uh, donate to support Advancing Vibrant Communities at www.vibrantcommunities.org. That's vibrantcommunities.org. And, of course, you can always always call the uh, Angel of Mercy here at uh, ABC. 209-544-9571. You know, Jim, they don't let me answer the phone around here. That's too, da- too dangerous when I answer well, the phone. Well, your so. voice is so great, they would just be on the phone all day. Isn't that the truth? I scare people. I love your voice, Michael. Do you? Yeah, I, it, I, it is a, an amazing voice. Twenty nine ninety five at Walmart. There's a sale. Really? Yeah, this, this month. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I wish that were true. <laughs> I'd go buy one. <laughs> that phone number again, not for Walmart, but for Advanced Environment Communities, 209-544-9571. You know, giving out great websites, we want to give one out right here at the top because I know we're going to get into things, and we'll give it out again. But let's give out the website for Dr. Jim Henman, and it's www.careforyou. And that's, you want to spell CARE, C-A-I-R, and that stands for Changing Attitudes in Recovery, 4-F-O-R-U.com. This is an absolutely phenomenal website. You can go there and you can find free resources. Don't we love that word, free? It really is free resources. At we need website. that today. We do, don't we? No oh, kidding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it, there's just, it's a 
it's a veritable well, mm-hmm. deep well of yes. great information. If you haven't, in, you haven't in, yeah. had the opportunity to take a look at that website, it's just, and, and as we go on tonight, you'll just see the value of visiting that and, and taking advantage of what uh, Jim has to offer. Absolutely. Well, Jim, we have you on periodically, regularly, as much as we can, and we so enjoy you coming, sitting in with us, and just, as we say, allowing the Spirit to guide us, because, I don't know, sometimes the hour is just never in. It flies by. It does fly Mm -hmm. by. And the book that we often refer to here uh, with you, and I tell you, mine is just absolutely falling apart who's really driving your bus and um <laughs> i'm gonna have to have one of those little jobs that you spiral done. binding Spir- yes yeah. because mm-hmm. my pages fall out and i hate when that happens especially when i'm walking someplace and and all the pages are in the middle of somebody's it's hard know, to hold it together with really bubble is. gum it, it just doesn't mm-hmm. work well. gum? <laughs> yeah. i put that on the bed post over no no i <laughs> just isn't there a song about that? There really is. When did that come out? A long well, time we won't ago. even go into you know, that we one, will we, <laughs> But we're all remembering it. Like no, it isn't. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it all. We all know it. <laughs> we, all, <laughs> we all know it. And we were talking just uh, not so long ago, Jim, about... Um, doing things and I, uh, talking about songs. I, I've had this in my head all afternoon. The things we do for love. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? Oh, song? sure. Oh, sure. Right. Now we're mm-hmm. dating ourselves. Do you remember who did it? Oh, I heard that. Mm. No. <laughs> it was a group called 10CC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The things we do for love. And, uh, I was perusing the, the book as I often do and you shared some stories about growing up and when you were young. Mm. and doing some things in school, like, do you recall the stories I'm, I'm talking about here, buying ice cream cones? Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I, I, a lot of us can relate, I'm sure, to doing things for our friends because we want to belong, we want to be, li- Desperately. be liked. And, Desperately. And doing all of these things that, you know, when kids are, are young, which is kind of silly little things, mm-hmm. but... You know, there are really some depth to some mm-hmm. of these things that we do that we find out later. Why are we doing these things? Mm-hmm. And then we were talking also about doing things for the love of God. Right. Let's talk about that. Well, the, the huge freedom things. between the freedom to allow God through us to draw us toward his nature and to have that be an adventure is very different than trying to white knuckle be good enough on our own steam to earn his free gift. That is what I see as one of the biggest difficulties when we're looking at his word is realizing that he is offering us the freedom to have a healthy life because he loves us up front, not because he's controlling and what do we put in that mix that gets in the way? What do we put in God's way, I guess you could say, that, that, that provides stop, obstacles to, to drawing near to him and him drawing? Well, it, it's like we've talked before about, you know, uh, the movement a while back, WWJD, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. And we've talked about the importance of not looking only at what he would do, but how he would do it. And that's where we tend to lose sight because what Jesus did, he did freely up to and including praying in the garden that the cup pass 
right. without him having to drink yes, from it. Yes. But thy will, Father, not mine. He was freely giving every step of the way by letting God's power through him and that loving relationship be the most important, the organizing principle that covered everything that he did. Everything he did was it, covered by that. It, and there was tre- complete transparency. Complete transparency. And, I, and I've learned in, in myself over the years, and, and uh, that as you help others, you get mm-hmm. helped in the process. Sure, you understand absolutely. That, you know, many times uh, we, we get in the way of that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because uh, we go, well, you know, I, I don't want to grouse at God. I don't, I don't want to mm-hmm. get mad at him. And it, mm-hmm. He's okay with that stuff. Well, he's more than okay. He welcomes it. He knows that as human beings, with the knowledge of good and evil as part of our genetic inheritance from the fall, there's going to be grousing. If we pretend there isn't, if we try to hide it, if we feel ashamed of that grousing, we hurt ourselves with it. And here, and, and doesn't it, I don't know, maybe it doesn't mm-hmm. grate on you, mm-hmm. grate on me when, you know, some brother and sister, it, with, probably with the best of intentions, as our brother John would say, walk around looking like they have a banana sideways in their mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything's always, praise the Lord, it's great, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta have a root canal, praise God, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Uh, you got to be sad sometimes. You got to be grumpy. You got to mm-hmm. be real. And you know when we have this plasticized version of Christianity, mm-hmm. that that just turns. Jesus people doesn't off. fit into that. No, That's the sad thing. Not. He is not a plastic Jesus. He's a very transparent, real, deeply, deeply real, fully experiencing life. So why don't? What are some of the reasons we don't get real with God? Because we assume God is going to be like our parents, that God is going to be like some of the key people in our lives that judge us for where we are. That's a great question. It is. Isn't that a great question? Mm -hmm. And yet he knows Mm -hmm. us anyway. He knows every Mm -hmm. single thing Mm -hmm. about us that we don't even know. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you can't hide from him. Well, If we see Papa God accurately, there really isn't any felt need to hide because there's no need to hide from grace. Mm. Loving grace is not something that tends to generate an urge to hide. But it goes back to that knowledge of good and evil, doesn't it, Jim? We see how short we fall. We see that we've blown it and that God has a right to be upset with us or reject us or demand of us. He has the right to, but it's not his nature to do that. And so we keep forgetting his nature, and instead we react as if there's all these demanding expectations from God that are channeled through the key people in our lives, whether it be parents, pastors, uh, deacons, uh, you name it, uh, elders. And we, we, we just feel that, that we should be better. And we're not. It's that performance thing. That that performance thing that comes from our old nature. That's our old nature that has that performance urge. So a, a, a new believer, 
mm-hmm. who's gone through a lot of yucky stuff in life, mm-hmm. what are the elements of understanding the nature of God? Uh, because we're, you know, they may understand the nature of their dad, which mm-hmm. wasn't a pleasant thought in, in some cases. Mm-hmm. They may understand the nature of their boss, which may not right. be a pleasant thing. Mm-hmm. And, and friends, who have... I'm going to be quiet on that. Okay, <laughs> uh, I'm just playing. Okay, no, uh, you you can be real with me, Elaine. That's fine. I just and, uh, yeah. You want to go to break now, and we can. I'm But seriously, so so the the new believer has all of these yucky relationship things and in the baggage and the Mm -hmm, backpack that mm -hmm, they're mm -hmm. that's loading them down and and uh, how how do they begin to experience and understand that God's nature is much different than what they're used to? That is such a good question. Um, Hopefully. They come across some people in their lives that actually put skin on Jesus. Mm. Mm. People who are maybe more mature, uh, have been on the walk with him longer, but are on a walk of grace, not a walk of performance. Real. Huge difference. They're real. They're transparent. They actually believe what God says, which is, I love you right where you're starting. Mm. Let me join you where you're starting. Let me celebrate the fact that you're letting me join you. Thank you for letting me be living your life with you. I sent my son to the cross to purchase Mm. that Mm. ability to do that. Thank you for giving meaning to that by letting me be a part of your life. Loving you for who you are. Loving you for who you are. Mm. And, and I think in tandem with that also is reading for oneself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From the owner's manual. The, the owner's manual, mm-hmm. the scripture. But but mm-hmm. with that, God didn't plan for us just to have scripture. No. He, he planned us, he planned, in fact, it's in scripture, planned for us to be in relationship with each other mm-hmm. because through those relationships, he helps us understand his nature so it's not an either or it's a no. both it's a actually it's a b- multiple both and isn't mm-hmm. it over mm-hmm. a, a variety, mm-hmm. variety of things mm-hmm. but but us guys tend to compartmentalize a lot don't we We do we don't like pain so we try to block the pain when you block the pain you create a new tupperware experience that gets frozen in time and instead of maybe 20 minutes or an hour or a day of pain You end up having, let's say, 100 units of pain. Instead, you have maybe 60 units of pain for 40 years. Mm -hmm. You Mm -hmm. pay over and over and over for the cost of trying to avoid the pain that we fear. Actually, pain itself is just pain. It's what it means to us that we react to when we have an expectation that we shouldn't have that pain, that God shouldn't have, quote, let us down. I prayed that my mom would quit drinking or that my dad would stop, uh, you know, beating up my mom or, you know, whatever. And we prayed that and God let me down. Well, actually, God didn't let us down because God lets us choose 
including letting dad choose to continue being abusive to mom mm-hmm. or for mom to continue drinking to medicate the pain of a bad marriage or what, whatever the situation happens to be. Jim, going back to the Tupperware, mm-hmm. those of us who have had Tupperware maybe still do, we know you have to burp that stuff. That's okay? right. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. sooner or later you have to deal with all of that Tupperware. It has to be opened and, 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 and dealt with, right? So, Well, if you're lucky... And depression is actually what tends to come. And anxiety, both are highly connected to that Tupperware. Mm. When you have part of you in Tupperware, that means part of you is missing. It's been scooped out like a melon scoop out of your soul and put into Tupperware and put aside on the shelf. So there's actually literally a hole, a vacuum, where part of you is missing from that particular scene. That scene got scooped up, is now in Tupperware, with the lid on it to protect ourselves from the pain of that scene. But in the process, we're missing a part of ourselves. So we feel like there's something missing. And depression, to a large extent, is the absence of feeling that comes from things that have been blocked pushed aside, put in Tupperware, gotten rid of, Mm -hmm. but not really gotten rid of. They've just been frozen in time. And the emptiness that we feel is depression. Anxiety is the pressure on the lid. Like you say, the burping of the lid. When the pressure starts to build and the lid seems like it's going to come off, then we tend to have anxiety. So two of the biggest emotional difficulties people struggle with, depression and anxiety, make perfect sense when they're dealing with Tupperware, when they're trying to avoid pain. So let, let's unpack mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Philippians 4, 6 through mm-hmm, 7 mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. that. And and I spent a lifetime trying to get my head and arms and heart and soul around Philippians 4, 6 mm-hmm. through 7. You know, do not be anxious mm-hmm. for anything, but in everything... First, let, let's take that first part. Mm-hmm. Do not be anxious for anything. Mm-hmm. It's like saying, don't, don't look at the pink elephant. You know? Right. <laughs> don't think of purple. <laughs> and what are we going to do? We're going to think yeah, about it. You, yep. you yep. bet. Human nature. You know, yes. but, but in everything, and, and then and Paul goes on to say, you know, to, to pray, to petition mm-hmm. with thanksgiving, yes. you know, and, and let mm-hmm. your requests mm-hmm. be known to God, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and then he talks about, and then we'll experience the peace of God that, that passes any understanding mm-hmm. that we, we have, and, and then our hearts and See, minds Mike, will be we were never guarded. designed to be God. We were not made to be God. We were made to be in relationship with God, in fellowship with God, in close, intimate connectedness with God. That's not the same as being God. Hmm. Communion. And when we have our expectations that things should be a certain way, which is different than would we like things to be a certain way? Of course. Hmm. But when it becomes an expectation like a demand, like it's horrible if it's not going to be this way, that's when it becomes a crisis. So when Paul's talking about do not be anxious. He's probably talking about a deeper mm-hmm. sense mm-hmm. of that, maybe with tinges of anger, 
um, entitlement. Un- entitlement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't right? be this way. As mm-hmm. opposed to, hey, I'm concerned yeah. about this. It's yeah. it's more uh, deeper. Well, it's like you know when my dad was growing up, and and they'd have potato soup, which is a bowl of water, a pot of water with a potato cut up in it. Mm-hmm. That was potato soup, not like mm-hmm. most of us would see. And you know, I said, Dad, what you know, he, what was it like? Because he was still hungry when he finished eating. So mm-hmm. I, I wish we had more, but we don't. There was no expectation that it should be different than it was. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the fact that he was still hungry after having his meal. He didn't deny what he was feeling. But there wasn't this militant kind of notion that it's unfair that there isn't more. He accepted it. Entitlement. He accepted it, didn't he? He accepted that this is what is right now. And when you accept what is, doesn't mean you like it. Doesn't mean you're not looking, like with the serenity prayer, to change what you can change and release to God what you can't. And when you're doing that, it's much harder to be anxious in the traditional sense of the word. With that, let me transition to one, one of your bullet points here mm-hmm. under fundamental principles for healthy change right off the bat. is a growing commitment to being non-judgmental, open, and accurate. Mm-hmm. When we're that deeply anxious, let's talk about how we're looking at ourselves in terms of judgment and being open and, mm-hmm. and accurate. We, I we would guarantee that. a flashlight. Mm-hmm. I pretty much guarantee a flashlight Big time. on ourselves. Yeah. On ourselves, and then, of course, if we have it, they'll be out on others yes. as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, seeing ourselves through God's eyes, uh, through the eyes of grace, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. probably not natural for us, is it? It is natural for us when God is in us. Mm. When our new nature is present, it is natural for us. But in our old nature, which is without God living in us, it is not, not <laughs> we can't do it that way. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work that way. It's not in us. It's not in us. Right. And, and he it can't provides be all of it. God provides the desire to reach out to him. And he provides a mechanism, a method of relationship in which all we do is take the desire he gives us and accepts that desire and ask him to be in our lives. Hmm. Now, that's too easy for most people. They feel like that's got to be a catch. There's got to be a catch there somewhere. You have to earn it. Got to earn it. Hmm. And see, all of that comes from the knowledge of good and evil, which the flashlight kind of reflects or symbolizes. We've got to earn it. It can't be that simple. Why would, why would there be something for nothing? Well, it's because God's nature is so different than our human nature when we have the knowledge of good and evil at the heart of our old nature. He offers that as a free gift. It's a free gift. It's a free gift. Mm-hmm. And it's our responsibility, isn't it, Jim, to mm-hmm. choose? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, we have to And choose. we can choose or we can choose not to choose. But that's a choice, too. You can't avoid the fact 
you're going to choose. Right. That's right. And, and I think through this, um, your, your second bullet point, a growing commitment to believing that we are all fallible human beings. Mm-hmm. God agrees with that. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we've often talked about that. And I think this is a, a tough, a tough principle in, in Western churchdom, mm-hmm. at least today. God doesn't expect us to execute our life. I don't mean execute as an ending, but execute mm-hmm. in terms of rolling out our lives, mm-hmm. our journey. doesn't expect us to journey in perfection. Mm-hmm. He understands that we're going to fall. He understands we're, we're going to fail mm-hmm. him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and has, has provided uh, the, the solution mm-hmm. to that. But we often get pressure from others in our, mm-hmm. in our Christendom that we're not doing it right. Sometimes. Yeah, we're not living up to what we should be. And pressure from ourselves. And pressure from yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. But what's so ironic is that pressure that's coming from others is often pressure in his name. And so we end up feeling that God himself is feeling this way mm-hmm. toward us. Wow. Have you ever tried yeah. to argue with someone who comes up to you and says, God told me that about you. Mm. And and that intimidated me for a while. Do you know mm. I heard that today? Did you really? Yes. Yeah. Not not from me. No, no not I've, from you. <laughs> not from you. But well, isn't that funny? And, and it does. And, and you know, until you start to unpack that and, mm-hmm. and you know, one lady pulled that on me once and and it wasn't uh, me. No, it wasn't that was that was not you. And she says, well, God told me that. And, and I just said it very kindly. I said, well, you know, he didn't tell me that. So we mm-hmm. have a problem here. You're hearing God differently than I'm hearing. And mm-hmm. frankly, I trust my hearing a lot more than I trust yours. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you get into circular arguments there mm-hmm. that just uh, that just never end. We, we, we can abuse God, can't we, in, in, in terms oh, of he's intimidating He's abused by our others. expectations which are not what he said. Hmm. He said that we're going to have trials, we're going to have tribulations, mm-hmm. we're going to, and, and the more we pick up his cross and carry his cross, the more adversity we're apt to have. And yet we turn around and go, well, <laughs> it's not fair. Well, Fear is not anywhere in Scripture. It is not. <laughs> Nowhere in Scripture. I is have taught my children <laughs> yes, since they were first able to hear me, mm-hmm. life is not fair. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, simply is. It is. It is what you know, it and is. And who determines mm-hmm. what's fair? Where do we get that we know mm-hmm. what's fair? The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I just being <laughs> facetious, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those of you on the West Coast will understand that. Well, see, again, fairness is one of those concepts that we did not have when we were created. Mm. Nor was entitlement something that that was there when we were created. All of that came with the knowledge of good and evil. That's when we have the idea that there's a right way things should be, and it's not fair that it's not that way. See, all the things that really have been destructive to mankind have come from the knowledge of good and evil. And our inability to handle that 
without God's loving grace. Mm-hmm. We've got to have his counterbalance of loving grace and realizing we're deeply loved by God in order to have the choice of being awkward and clumsy and accurate where we're starting. And there is no other source of grace. No. There isn't. If, if it's not God's the grace, The ugly dude grace. sure doesn't have any grace. No. <laughs> well, well and he, he masquerades it, certainly. Yes, he, yes. You know, he, can, he, can, yes, he does right. counterfeit. You are mm-hmm. correct. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, the real stuff you can't experience yeah. out, out, outside Absolutely. of God. No. Interesting, you were talking about you know leaving um, part of yourself in the Tupperware, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the scene is not complete. Right. And really can't process through that and heal without taking the part of us out of the Tupperware, putting it back in, and then putting ourselves back, back mm-hmm. in, uh, back in the scene. That that can that can be a heady process, can it not? Well, it can be a heady process, or it can be an experiential process, and the difference is night and day. Mm. If it's a heady process as an intellectual process, from the head, from the neck up, it will be void. Ultimately. Because God, by his nature, is experiential, not intellectual. It's mm. not that God doesn't have intellect. Obviously, he has intellect that makes us all look like tinker toys. <laughs> Absolutely. But, but his basic nature is relational. It's relational. Mm. Therefore, it's experiential. And when we try to do it intellectually, it doesn't work. It falls short. Mm. And with that, too, Jim, I think part of, of relieving some of our angst is understanding that, at least on this side of eternity, we 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 can't fathom it all. No. And that's who, okay. Who says, yeah, you know, people are often, they say, well, don't you get upset by this or that? Or No, it's above my pay grade. <laughs> you know? I, I, often, I often say, and, and, it, and it's true, that I'm happy to be a scrub on the team. Mm-hmm. That's not putting myself down. Mm-hmm. It's appreciating that a scrub on God's team has more value and purpose and meaning than being the quarterback on the world's team. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad to be a scrub. And anytime somebody can trade up, in coaching, I often encourage people to take me with them mm-hmm. between sessions mm-hmm. so they can have a relational experience of what they're learning. And it kind of ties around my voice and, and, and the quality of relationship we have in the coaching sessions. But I'm the first to say, man, when you can trade up for the quarterback, <laughs> all of us are going to celebrate. Yeah. I'll celebrate as a scrub. The quarterback will celebrate and you'll get the best. We are really glad that you are who you are. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we, we have a, a little treat here for you, Jim, in the, the form of a, a musical oh, cool. element, if, if you will. Absolutely. And I can't help but to think that Brandon Heath um, knows a little of what we're touching on tonight. And maybe you'll agree as we listen. Here's I'm Not Who I Was on Lighthouse Live, and we'll be back. Show you how I'm not who I was. I used to be mad at you, 
Here on Lighthouse Live with Dr. Jim Hinman, Pastor Mike Douglas, and Elaine Harlan. A line there, uh, just before he uh, he ended the piece, there he was talking about grace mm-hmm. and giving it out. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. we mentioned grace earlier and about mm-hmm. accepting mm-hmm. that grace. But once we've accepted it, is it a powerful thing to extend it? Absolutely, it's what makes it makes it possible for mm-hmm. him to pour more grace in. Mm-hmm. Grace is poured into us from God. Mm-hmm. If we take the grace that he pours in and we pour it into the wounded parts of us stuck in our old nature and pour it out to those that we come in contact with, there's always room for him to pour more in. So it's like fresh supply to top us off at any given moment. But if we take the grace that he gives us and we just sit there with it and don't do anything with it and say things like, I know God forgives me, I just can't forgive me. I know God loves me, I can't love me. Mm. 
you know, that kind of thinking, then we have a hard time pouring the grace in or out. You, you've used a, a very hard word to describe that in, in years past, and, and you've used the word arrogance mm-hmm. in, in relation to that. When, when we refuse to do for ourselves what God has done for mm-hmm. us, or when mm-hmm. we refuse to accept what God has, has offered, mm-hmm. it, it's beyond pity, it, and, and mm-hmm. it sounds kind of mm-hmm. harsh, and I had to mm-hmm. ruminate about mm-hmm. that for mm-hmm. a couple of years after I heard you say that. <laughs> it's, uh, it really is, mm-hmm. uh, almost, uh, Ma- trying to make ourselves God in, mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. case. and, and That's I, who we get into trouble. Yes. Mm. The moment we forget that God is God and we're not, we're in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this word picture that you were painting just a moment ago, you know, God pouring this grace mm-hmm. into us mm-hmm. and then that overflowing as we touch people, you know, and it's not our grace it's that we're pictures. extending. It's his, it's, it's his mm-hmm. grace that's overflowing through us. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if we start shutting that off, if we don't accept that, almost impossible, isn't it, to extend it? Right. And see, the problem is Christians tend to be better, and I are one, okay? <laughs> but <laughs> but th- th- they, they tend to be much better at pouring it out to others, at least intellectually seeing that as what they're supposed to do, and often do not see it as pouring it in to wounded parts of themselves, because those wounded parts shouldn't exist, because I'm a new creation. Therefore, I shouldn't have any wounded parts. Think of Paul, the Apostle Paul, pre-Damascus Road. Oh, yeah. Harsh dude. Mm-hmm. All right, knew mm-hmm. scriptures, knew the law backwards and forwards, thought he knew God. Most learned man well, of his day. Absolutely incredible. Then you have that Damascus road. You, he, he's with God in Arabia for a while. Total transformation. And, and then you look at this Paul who without accepting that grace would be unable to extend the Incredible grace that he extended to others. You can't manufacture right. that. No, you can't no. manufacture it. It can, comes no. from God. It does. And, and can you imagine Paul without grace? I wouldn't even want to try. You wouldn't no. want to meet he, up with him in a dark alley. Would he you? would have been. No. He'd been a hard guy, you know. But mm-hmm. that, and, and I'm just thinking of, of your description, Jim. Mm-hmm. In all these different situations, whether he's being beat up, he's being put in jail, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That he's always accepting that grace, you know. He's well. He's he's, he's accepting that God is in control, hmm. and at this moment, this is what's happening. But God is a part of it. Not that God's beating him up, but God is a part of it, and He will make value out of the bad things that happen. That's what God promises. Keep your eyes on me. Yes. And no matter what adversity, blessing will come out of it. God is present in the pain. He's present in the pain. He wants to share that pain with us, to cry with us, Mm -hmm. to hold us, to comfort us, to love us in our pain, to love us in our anger at him for allowing it to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, why did you let this happen? Why did this car wreck? Why didn't you stop it, God? Mm -hmm. I I prayed that you would change this and you didn't change it. Mm -hmm. Why, 
why didn't you change it? And he welcomes that too because he's not going to hurt himself with that. And he knows you'll hurt yourself with it if you don't get it out and share it with him. And I love what you said a few moments ago. God's not going to beat you up. No. no. It's not his nature and style to do so. Now, we may beat ourselves up. I'm pretty good at that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he's mm-hmm. not going to beat you up. Mm-hmm. I want to revise what I said a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, God present in the pain. And, and mm-hmm. I, I think maybe to refine that a little bit, God, God is present in the scene. Mm-hmm. As the pain is there, he, he is he is with us. He is present in the scene mm-hmm. um, with us. He has not abandoned us. He is. He and is see, that's not what gone. Paul understood, not intellectually but viscerally. Mm. That's what Paul got: is that God is with him, whether he's being beat up or whether he's being given accolades and and ability to speak God's word out to large groups of people. It's all the same adventure. For Paul, it's an adventure. You know, when we're talking about what we'd be talking about tonight, Elaine, you know, is wants to get an idea of what we're going to talk about. And and to me, the 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 my addiction and, and I, I I'm shamelessly addicted to nuggets. Mm-hmm. Nuggets are little bite-sized chunks of wisdom about healthy change. What was I don't that I care. said? What nuggets are we chewing on or something? Yeah, right, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, it doesn't matter to me whether it's a nugget that I see from, you know, your life, my life. It, it doesn't matter. It's the nuggets themselves mm-hmm. that that give me that experience that God is real in that nugget. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it can be a painful thing. It can yes. be a good thing. What's important is that we realize he is going through it with us and will carry as much of the load as we need him to carry at that time. He's hands-on. No, definitely, yes. He's hands-on. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to Brandon Heath in mm-hmm. his song here just for a second. He was talking... Um, about forgiveness, yeah. you know, a cu- couple stanzas in there about forgiveness. Jim, in, in this process of healthy change, let's talk a little bit about the nature and the value of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Who, who is it for? Uh, and, and who benefits? I think the reason God so much wants his kids to forgive is because he knows that it's a gift to the person who's doing the forgiving. Mm. If I'm holding on to a resentment at Al, Al may not even know it, but it's eating me up. Mm-hmm. It's taking up room that's taking room away from the spirit. It's taking room away that God could be taking up inside of me when I'm, when I'm having that resentment. So, now, I may not want to be in relationship with Al, but to forgive him is not to necessarily be in relationship with him. Reconciliation and is, is not the same as forgiveness. But the fact is that if I am going to hold on to my resentment toward Al, it's poisoning me. Mm. And it's going to tend to poison whoever I come in contact with. 
So God wants us to forgive for our sake as well as the benefit that it may have in our relationship with the other person. I am sure you've run up against folks, as as I have, Mm -hmm. Jim, who has said, I forgive that person that they haven't asked me. They have to ask first. I think, well, fine. Do you want to carry that 100-pound backpack on your back? Do you want that to weight you down? Do you want to be stooped over under that load, or do you want to get rid of it? I want to get rid of it. I said, well, why don't you just extend the forgiveness whether or not? God doesn't demand that the other person ask. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, I think you're so It's that right. legalism. It is. We make rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rules Cause and substitute effect. for relationship. And yeah, we make right. so many rules because we don't have the relationship quality for the quality itself to address the issues. We make rules instead. You hurt me, therefore I'm going to resent you and I'm going to turn everybody I can against you, and I'm going to harbor that resentment, I'm going to massage that resentment. Well, it's it's happening inside of me. It's hurting me to be resenting you. Hmm. It doesn't minimize the hurt. It no. doesn't mean that you are not hurt. No. But you're doing this for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Taking good, healthy care of self. Right. And that act of forgiveness can have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Not not the forgiveness itself, but I mean the mm-hmm. the the, mm-hmm. the what the relationship looks like after forgiveness is extended can yeah. have good healthy boundaries. Nothing oh, wrong with it, that. It, in fact, it often must, it right? needed to have those maybe in the first in the first place, place part yeah. of the thing that needs to be dealt with. Sure. The thing is to keep in mind the Holy Spirit is the quintessent boundary when we allow the Spirit through us to be an active part of our exchange, we are living boundaries. We are not brick wall boundaries. When you get militant boundary setting, that's not God's style. It's not a militant brick wall. It's, it's, it's protecting the other person from bruising you. Right. This is a great nugget. Yes. Jim, because I, I, I have worked with so many people mm-hmm. who have created these boundaries, mm-hmm. and the way they approach it is, okay, I'm creating these boundaries for you. Now, you have to do this and this and this. I said, well, time out. <laughs> time out. The, these boundaries really are about the other person, but the boundaries are enforced by you on you, not on the other person. I mean, we can't govern the choices of the other person, mm-hmm. you know, but we can govern and, and make choices about how we choose to deal with that other person. Right. And actually, if we put our focus on what we do have the power, which would be how we choose to deal with the other person, then we have our power, healthy power, in as good a place as we can. But if we don't, if instead we're trying to, okay, I should forgive. Okay, I forgive you. <laughs> and now we're stuck with all this pus, emotional pus sure. inside. But now we've said we forgave, so now we have to pretend it's not there. You know, when, when, when there's a scene, the, the 
we've talked about this before, when, when the Vietnam era was coming to an end and they were having the, the peace talks in Paris, and there was these soldiers that were in tiger cages in little Hanoi mm. uh, while they're talking about peace. You can't really imagine peace if your soldiers are stuck in tiger cages. Mm. If there's a part of you that was being molested by this person and that part of you is still in that same Tupperware scene and you start to forgive the person and you leave that wounded part of you in that Tupperware, it's kind of like the soldiers left in the tiger cages. Mm. It, 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 it weakens or cheapens the notion of, of, of peace or, or forgiveness. We need to rescue the wounded parts of ourselves in order to have the ability to release the resentment that we're holding on to. Talking about reality, mm-hmm. you know, um, I often tell my kids, you know, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, one, one of your points here on the fundamental principles of healthy change is a growing commitment to the acceptance and then in parentheses acknowledgement of reality in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, that entails recognizing what's real. Don't have to like it. Mm-hmm. Don't have to affirm that that's the way it ought to be. But we mm-hmm. we do for our own health have to accept this is mm-hmm. the way it is. Well, accuracy Without accuracy, you can't have choice. You have to have an accurate perception in order to have a choice. Mm. Mm. If I think you are some kind of monster, and that's my reality, then I don't really have the choice to listen to you openly, because who's going to listen openly to a monster? And you're not a monster. (laughs) (laughs) You're not. And yet, if we believe that somebody's a certain way, that misperception, and the flashlight is just so legioned at being able to create that kind of misperception, we lose accuracy, and therefore we actually lose choice, which is the whole purpose behind being here on earth, is to continue choosing to let God be a part of our lives, and to live our lives for him and with him. The, the process of understanding um, accuracy, of, of seeing reality, involves a wonderful word that, that you often use, and I think it's just a great nugget, being curious, mm-hmm. curiosity. Mm-hmm. Talk to us a little bit about how curiosity helps see things as they are. Well, first of all, if we only look with the flashlight, which is only looking in one direction, and it's looking judgmentally and it's looking at what's wrong, you can't have accuracy. The lantern that's looking in all directions, so I can see from my position and Al's position, I may not agree with Al, Mm. and that's okay not to agree with the other person, but it doesn't stop it from being important that I at least put the energy into trying to understand and make sense out of Al's position and share with him my position. It's where the powerful vulnerability 
really comes in, where it's more important to learn and grow than be right. Mm. I want to know where Al's coming from so that I can respond in as healthy a way as possible. Not because I'm some kind of great guy, but it gives me the most healthy power and it allows God the most access to skin in a fallen world. Jim, healthy change happens only in the present. We're talking That's about right. the present here. Mm-hmm. We can't change the past. No, we cannot change the past. We cannot change the future. But ironically, our new nature is only present in the present because our new nature is God living in us and through us and for us. And if God is always in the present, then the only time our new nature is actually available to us is when we're in the present, that when we're in the time machine in the past, reliving a, a hurtful scene over and over and over again. We can torture ourselves endlessly over past things that we've done wrong or that were done to us wrong. Now, I'm not saying pretend that's not there, but bring it into the present. What a part of that do I need to deal with in the present to be as healthy for all concerned as possible. Same with future, when we're anticipating. In cases of, of traumatic incidences, mm-hmm. uh, traumatic times, is there value in looking back at that and attempting to see it through God's eyes? Oh, absolutely. In fact, in fact, since I was here last, there is research is just now coming out that We've always thought, you know, I, I came across in my psychology with Noah, you know, <laughs> and, 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 and the, in the old days, in old school, we believed that, that long-term memory once stored was stored in an unchangeable form. But what they're finding now is when you have emotional trauma and you're able to bring that emotional trauma, the limbic system, the emotional part of the uh, is in the on position. And so there's a lot of energy, emotion in it. When it comes to the surface, whatever happens while it's on the surface affects what gets laid back down. You can actually be changing long-term memory little bit by little bit by little bit. And letting God's perspective is part of what makes that possible. Mm. Suddenly, when we feel his loving arm around us as we look back at a scene... And he helps us look at it with more of an of a of a lantern, more of a a full perspective, and we begin to to take care of and nurture the wounded part of ourselves that's in that scene. It actually can affect that long term memory. Pretty exciting. It 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 can be absolutely, mm-hmm. and and I think um, reality, because the perceptual filter hopefully gets taken away and, mm-hmm. and we see the reality for what was real mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, through God's eyes mm-hmm. and, and hard to do that without God's eyes because the, the woundedness, well, you have to have the perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, it's right. like if you're doing brain surgery on yourself, I hate it when to, that happens. You know, <laughs> you're trying to hold the mirror up and do the surgery on yourself. You can't get not the a good perspective. Idea. No. It's not a good idea. Don't try this at home. Don't try it at home. <laughs> Is but, that why I got messed up? I just was wondering about that. You're but. a stitch. <laughs> <laughs> but God gives us a perspective that is profoundly healthy. 
generative and loving. It doesn't get better than that. Mm -hmm. You bring those things into any given situation and you have a maximum healthy power in that situation. Friends, I can't believe we only have like what a minute and a half, this two minutes You're kidding. left. But let's give the website again oh, because absolutely. if this hasn't piqued your curiosity and touched your heart, you must. I go don't know. To this anyway, to fantastic. Look at the website: www.care.c.a.i.r.for.f.o.r.u.com. That's it's Y-O-U. Y-O-U. Careforyou.com, as in changing attitudes in recovery, C-A-I-R-4-U.com. And uh, there's just a wealth of information, and and as deep as we've gotten here, the 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 resources there take you even even deeper. Dr. Jim Hinman, our our guest here, and uh, Jim, maybe in the next uh, minute or so, what nugget do you want to leave us with? Yes, until next time. I would invite people to see their walk with God as an adventure, mm. not a test. Mm. Oh, wow. Something that allows, I mean, to me, to be on the team is so exciting with my background. To me, that's what he wants us all to feel, is an exciting adventure where we let him experience skin to interface with others and to let his nature f- flow through us. We give it our best when he's doing that. Because he's better. He does the therapy. I collect the fees. It's great. <laughs> you know? It's a good arrangement. Jim, thank you so much for joining us again, and you know you'll be back. Absolutely. <laughs> Friends, thank you wherever you may happen to be catching this show tonight and join us again very soon. And uh, we just pray God's blessings on you. And uh, our love to you here at Lighthouse Live, and uh, we'll see you again next time. <laughs> 